What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Today is Thursday, September 19th, 2019. On this day in 2017, 51-year-old Ricky Wirths walked into a Wichita, Kansas tax office. But instead of paying the nearly $400,000 he owed to the state, Ricky shot 35-year-old tax agent Courtney Holloway five times. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Every day, we flip back the calendar to this date years ago and recount one event from true crime history. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today, I'm diving into the troubling story of Courtney Holloway and Ricky Worths. On the morning of the 19th, Ricky was informed that much of his property would be seized to pay off his tax debt. In a sudden rage, Ricky went to the tax office and shot the man assigned to his case five times. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder and assault that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Before we unpack the ramifications of Ricky Wirth's actions, let's go back to the morning of September 19th, 2017, a little before noon. As part of the Tax Compliance Division of the Kansas Department of Revenue, Courtney Holloway had the necessary but unfortunate task of seizing people's assets when they owed back taxes. It wasn't the most glamorous part of the job, but often there was no other alternative. Before entering Ricky Worth's house, Courtney reviewed the files. Nothing was particularly out of the ordinary, Ricky's construction company owed close to $400,000, and Courtney was there to serve a tax warrant. It was a last resort, but Courtney had the authorization to seize Ricky's assets. It was never easy, but after years on the job, Courtney learned to keep his emotions out of it. After all, he wasn't personally responsible for Ricky's debt. Just before noon, Courtney, along with sheriff's deputies, entered Ricky's house. Courtney explained that he was going to have to seize Ricky's bank accounts, his personal property, and anything else related to his construction company to pay his debts. Ricky was mostly silent as he listened to Courtney speak. But Courtney reassured Ricky that he wasn't going to seize it all forever. Ricky needed to contact the accounting firm that his construction firm used. Once he got the necessary documents and gave them to Courtney, he would be able to release some of Ricky's possessions, such as his vehicle. Courtney could see some hope finally enter Ricky's solemn eyes. Just before Courtney left, Ricky shook his hand and said, thank you for not taking all of my stuff. Courtney gave Ricky a reassuring smile then, he got back into his car and returned to his office. Ricky watched Courtney drive off. 
Then he turned and watched as the sheriff's deputies supervised the confiscation. He saw as they loaded his car onto a tow truck. Once the tow truck left, they seized all of the equipment he used for his construction business. His blood began to boil as they took the little cash that he had on him, placed it in a Ziploc, and threw it in with the rest of his stuff. Despite being told that he would be allowed to get some of his things back, watching these men actually pack away his valuables filled Ricky with a sudden rage. This wasn't right. He had no car, no bank account access, no cash, nothing. Something had to be done. At around 2.30 p.m. that afternoon, Courtney was back at the tax revenue office from lunch. He sat down at his desk and moved on to other work. Around that time, Ricky arrived at the tax office and asked to see Courtney. After being buzzed in, he waited in the lobby as the receptionist went to grab Courtney from his office. Courtney was surprised to hear that Ricky was out front waiting for him. It had only been a few hours since they last spoke. He couldn't believe Ricky was able to get the documents from his accountant so quickly. Courtney walked up to the front of the office and saw the black portfolio in Ricky's hand. He smiled. Courtney could quickly process them and release Ricky's vehicle back to him. But Ricky wasn't there to hand over paperwork. Instead, upon seeing Courtney, he angrily asked, Why did you take my money? Why did you take my stuff? Before Courtney could process his questions, Ricky pulled out a Glock Model 36 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun from the portfolio. Courtney stared in confusion, eyes trained on the gun. It happened so quickly. Courtney felt the impact of the bullets, but couldn't believe that he had actually been shot. And then another one struck him. The force sent Courtney to the ground. He needed to flee to find safety. As Ricky fired two more times, Courtney scrambled to find cover. He managed to get into his supervisor's office and barred the door. A coworker was inside and tended to his five gunshot wounds. Courtney cried out, Rick Worths shot me. The police and the paramedics were quick to arrive, but Ricky had already fled. He drove off in a white truck as Courtney Holloway clung to life. The paramedics strapped Courtney to a gurney and loaded him into the ambulance. Along the way, he cried out, please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. Up next, we dive into the aftermath of the Courtney Holloway shooting. Now, back to the story. On September 19, 2017, 35-year-old Courtney Holloway was shot by 51-year-old Ricky Worths. Miraculously, Courtney survived. Courtney was rushed to the hospital and treated for his wounds. He'd been shot in his left thigh, his right arm, his left middle finger, and the upper part of his right chest, only inches from his heart. After Ricky fled the scene, he eventually pulled off the road and called two people. The first was a friend. 
He asked them to take care of his kids and his employees because he had just killed someone. The second was an employee. He thanked them for all of their hard work at the construction company. Within 30 minutes of the shooting, authorities found Ricky in his white truck driving through a neighborhood. At the sight of the police, Ricky pulled over and turned himself in. Officers searched the truck and found the Glock 45 he had used to shoot Courtney. When then-governor of Kansas, Sam Brownback, addressed the media, he proclaimed that Ricky Wirths shot Courtney Holloway because Courtney was doing his job. It was Courtney's job to seize Ricky's assets. Most of Ricky's possessions came from a construction company he owned and operated. The majority of his work consisted of moving dirt and odd jobs like installing windows. It's unclear if Ricky's company was in the red, leaving him unable to pay his taxes, or if he simply didn't file. Regardless, the Kansas Department of Revenue took notice. On June 1st, 2017, the Rickworths Construction Company received a tax warrant for $196,455.46. Less than two weeks later, on June 13th, Ricky received another tax warrant for $198,250.02 in unpaid consumers' compensating use tax. In Kansas, compensating use tax is essentially a sales tax on merchandise purchased outside of Kansas, but used in the state. For the next few months, Courtney, who had been assigned Ricky's case, tried to work out a way to help him pay off the massive debt. Unfortunately, by September of 2017, it became clear to the state government that Ricky wasn't going to be able to pay back the taxes. Ricky's assets, bank accounts, personal property, work property, were thus set to be seized and auctioned off to the public. All of the money would go towards paying off his debt. Once Courtney left Ricky on September 17, 2017, something inside Ricky snapped. In our research, Ricky didn't have a history of violence nor a rap sheet prior to shooting Courtney. The thought of losing everything just made him act impulsively. Unfortunately, that action had near fatal consequences. Ricky was charged with attempted first-degree murder, to which he pleaded not guilty. The trial took place the following summer, in June of 2018. During the trial, Courtney, who was in the midst of his recovery, testified. In tears, he told the jury about the day leading up to the shooting and the fear that he was going to die after Ricky shot him five times. Jury deliberation wasn't long. On June 28, 2018, 52-year-old Ricky Wirths was found guilty. During sentencing later that summer, Ricky addressed Courtney and his family. He apologized for what he had done. He wished that Courtney and his family could one day forgive him, though he admitted that he didn't know if he'd be able to forgive himself. Ricky was sentenced to nearly 14 years in prison, plus three years of probation, though the DA had asked for 27 years. Courtney and his family were disappointed in the outcome. 
At sentencing, Courtney Holloway revealed that since the shooting, he had been unable to run while playing with his children and that he had a difficult time writing. He still had two bullets lodged inside of him. Since his conviction, Ricky has been held at Hutchinson Correctional Facility in Kansas. According to the Kansas Department of Corrections, the earliest he'll be up for release is in 2029. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To listen to Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram, at ParCast, and Twitter, at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the ParCast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Paul Mahler, Maggie Admire, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Joe Guerra. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 